0: Welcome to Pull Hook Golf, the podcast, hosted by Matt Cook and Mike Perez. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pull Hook Golf podcast. I've got a special guest who, if you've listened to uh, our episodes to date, Mister Bobby Brown, everybody's familiar with you at this point. You did the three-part series with us in which yes. I had to, I had to uh, send you a little message to say, "Hey, would you be interested?" In coming on to the show, talk a little bit about the U.S. Open. Obviously, you're there currently at yeah. the country club at Brooklyn or well yeah. in, in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. I don't know exactly yeah. how they say it up there. I try to stay away from Boston as much as possible as a Yankees fan. So uh, <laughs> it is what it is, <laughs> Bobby. Welcome back, my friend.
1: Thanks for having me. I, I assume I get a pay raise and everything. Cause I'm kind oh, of absolutely. In instead of, instead of like, I guess this time, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> look, I'm looking forward to it. I'm on your side. I turned down the Boston Red Sox game tonight for a few minutes. <laughs> so I could hang out with you, my man. So Beautiful. I don't want to say go Yankees, but we do like those. Hey, there you from. go. The
0: Padres are fun. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I lived down in San Diego for a year. I was rooting for them yeah. when I was out there, you know, they're kind of like Switzerland. They're just neutral. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny we got off to a good start with the Padres last year and kind of put it in the shitter late so hopefully I know can, uh, but you guys got a team continue. this year yeah you never know it's baseball right there's it the,
0: really is. you know
1: everything's in, injuries in my area. yeah I mean I live in South Carolina but I grew up in SoCal so you know everybody's Dodgers 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 I was always Angels and Padres so hopefully we'll have a hopefully we'll have a pretty solid we'll have a pretty solid year but yeah I'm super excited to be here um I'm, you know, I've been here for three or four days, kind of walking myself into a tizzy on this golf course Troy's played the last two days. Um, everybody's talking about, you know, winning score and that kind of stuff. And I'm really, you know, I'm really confused. I have some, you know, some guys that, um, uh, think that somebody is going to shoot six or seven under par tomorrow, which I personally really? don't. Yeah. Which I personally don't see, you know, and, and, uh, you know, even a couple of guys are talking about, um, oh, uh, you know, maybe the score is going to be at eight or nine under after two days and then things will firm up and that kind of stuff and the scores will come back down. But, you know, it's a uh, man, it's a pretty iconic place. I got to tell you, it's the first time I've ever been here on this property. We all know the history, you know, the history on 17. Um, I'll tell you something unique that I didn't know about this golf course. It's actually 27 holes I read. Okay? Really? And, and yeah, and, and they've kind of And I did read that every USGA championship they've had here, they've never used the same 18 hole routing. They've always added two or three or four different holes from different courses. So that's that's pretty interesting. I I think that, yeah, I think from, you know, working for a guy like Troy Merritt, which is, you know, is a top hundred, pretty solid top, always in the top hundred in the world and that kind of stuff. Um, I'll say that I'm not really tiptoe around this, but you just got the feeling after you walk these golf courses that these these championships are designed for those elite players that can really carry it a long way. And, and uh, I'm pretty convinced you got to drive it good out here. Although the fairways are pretty generous for U.S. Open, it's a mixed bag off the tee. Honestly, um, I can see some big numbers out there, but I see the big numbers coming from. Well, usually big numbers from U.S. Opens come from guys that get out of position and try and hit hero shots, you know, and they somehow in the whole pressure thing, you kind of think you can pull a shot off and it just gets back to the old saying that bogeys never kill you this week, you know, you make three or four bogeys a day, it's. It's certainly not the end of the world. It's the doubles and the triples and the others that could really <clears throat> steamroll you. But I can see some guys, some of these elite bombers, maybe, you know, going after a few. Because, like I said, it's a mixed bag of holes. There's some short holes that some of these guys are probably going to crack at and stuff like that. And and uh, those holes, those shorter holes, are, are definitely a little bit claustrophobic, you know. And there's, there's a lot of big, huge fescue out here. The greens are severely tilted from... From back to front, so you know, there's limited pin positions. We'll probably see a lot of pins on top of each other a couple of days and that kind of stuff. And, um, <clears throat> fortunately, we go off at 707 tomorrow morning
0: Ooh.
1: and, um, uh, bright and early, bright and early, bright and early, um, which is good for us because wind projections are supposed to hit o- over 20 miles an hour sometime in the afternoon. So, maybe if we can get off to a good start. You know, you, you just want to hit the first one. You just want to hit the first one in the fairway and, and go from there. And you're pretty mentally exhausted after the at the end of the day. And thank goodness I'm not hitting any shots. You know, but <laughs> I'll be there trying to. You know, I'm pretty pretty conservative caddy in my old age, especially doing probably 14 or 15 of these things now. And and you just take what the golf course gives you. So a lot of excitement here in Boston, my man. A lot of
0: excitement. You know, well, fans. And are fans. Packed. I mean, well, they're, they're like great. New York fans, right? I, I you know I, they're passionate. I talk yeah, about the are. fact that being a Yankees fan, right, that I don't like Boston and so forth, but I can appreciate Boston. Like, those fans yeah. are yeah. just like New Yorkers, where they give <laughs> all of their passion behind the sport yeah. and everything. And, I mean, sure. even uh, just seeing, like, in the practice rounds already, like, they're already rowdy.
1: Oh, we heard it we, we played um... – we played yesterday. We teed off at about 1:45 yesterday, and and uh, they are not fast practice rounds out here. And, That's what I heard. Know, for some of the qualifiers and that kind of stuff, it can get a, bit, a little bit annoying for guys that've been around for a while because it's kind of like family day out there on practice rounds. You got girlfriends and family members and dads, and and, um, and you know it's funny. I I was following um, before Troy got in town. I'll say it was Monday. I was following Burger. And Xander around. And there was a couple other qualifiers, I believe, in their group. And at one point I was standing on a green and I'm like, oh, my God, there's 27 people out here for a four foursome. So it's hard to get a lot of work done as a caddy and that kind of stuff, you know. But when when push comes to shove, it's still golf right it's still golf nothing really changes it's just a massive purse with a tough setup and tough conditions so we're excited to uh get it going hopefully hopefully we can put the first one in the fairway the first hole out there is is 499 it's a big dog leg right to left it's probably the most simple driving hole picking out a target and that kind of stuff you know so hopefully we can get the bus rolling i will tell you there's i've never been to a golf course like this where there's so many blind approach shots if you get stuck on one I heard side that of the fairway, actually from brooks kind of, yeah there's yeah. got to be a half a do- there's got to be a half a dozen of them out here you know where if you you hit a drive that's pretty much right center or just a fraction left center and I guess I'm probably emphasizing more number three than anywhere else the three is is like that where you can hit a right center or a little bit left center and you're you and you're blocked by these mounds. you can kind of make a little hike up the hill and get your get your bearings where you want to hit it and that kind of stuff. But r- really for my, for, for my team, we're just thinking about, you know, he's not a super bomber or anything like that. He just kind of, he just kind of plods along and, and, you know, doesn't really make any bad decisions, honestly. And you really, it's, you're hitting it in the middle of the green here because it can't really put any tuck any pins in too many corners and that kind of stuff. So, so getting pretty I'm excited, excited for man. the week.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's going to be interesting. Now, why is it that some of the, some of your fellow counties are talking about the fact that they're thinking eight, nine under some early rounds getting in at those I numbers.
1: I have a couple of friendly wagers with a couple of caddies who threw out that seven number at me. And <sighs> I'm like, I will tell you this: when you get, when I get to a new golf course, personally, and I think a lot of veteran caddies are like this. You walk around this golf course for two days, trying to learn it, tramming for a test without seeing anybody really playing, and you're like, "Oh my God, this thing is so hard." But then all of a sudden, you get the varsity out there hitting shots, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. These are the best players in the world." And speaking of watching Xander play, I watched him play nine holes the other day, and I'm, I kind of, kind of like his chances a little bit this week, to tell you the truth. You know, nice. he is. You know he's a shot maker he shapes he curves it in a little little like tiger he, he, he puts the proper trajectory and the and the proper curve on it and that kind of stuff and he's got you know he's had a caddy that he played austin that he played college golf with who who um man this guy's a good caddy right he's super prepared he's super confident almost like he's over he's got a little chip on his shoulder but he knows his stuff and he knows his man and xander and I'm really impressed with this caddy, Austin. And I don't say that a lot about caddies because we're just kind of secondary and that kind of stuff, sure. you know. But but I look for them, uh, I look for them to have a, a, a pretty solid week, to tell you the truth, a really solid week. And obviously you're elite players like like John Ryan and JT's obviously playing great and that kind of stuff. I think this week in this tournament, you always get a kind of a sneaker up there you know for two or two or three days i wish it, i would be nice if it was troy to tell you the truth but i don't get too far ahead of myself like i said so we're getting we're getting ready to go. how is this hey, game I, right hey, now who troy's yeah or or, or no, he's fine making a ton just making a ton of cuts and mid-pack he certainly you know didn't have his ace day didn't have a very good day uh sunday at memorial we were off we, were, we took last week off. He likes to play about three in a row, max, to conserve his energy. And obviously, he's a big family guy, and he's been doing this for a while. So, you know, it, it's it's good. I mean, you know, I hope he doesn't watch this, but my guy's a horrible Tuesday, Wednesday player. He's probably, like, the worst on tour. And then something happens on Thursday, and he just pumps one down the middle. And he's, like I said before, I don't know. Showtime. About. <laughs> yeah, he is by far... He is by far the the best putter that I've worked. And you know, I've worked for some talent before. Oh yeah. For sure. But he's by far the best putter I've ever worked for. So that's kind of his that's kind of his deal. The short game should be interesting around here. The the rough's pretty brutal. All there's one side, you know, I was telling you the way these greens tilt. Well, they also tilt left to right or right to left. So there's one side that if you get out of position that you can miss on and you probably got a 50-50 chance. But short games usually get exposed out here, other than the elite guys and that kind of stuff. And that's another reason. I like Xander a little bit too. I watched him chip around here quite a bit. You know what I mean? He know, he knows how to control his trajectory. He's really good at identifying lies and how they're going to come out of here. But with that being said, this is a whole different this is a whole different kind of rough. You know, sometimes you have bailout bunkers in these on these on these whole there's not a lot of bailout bunkers that are good. Some of them are very, very low compared to the green complexes and that kind of stuff. And you know these old these old school tracks, you know, I think that what this this track was built in eighteen ninety three or something like that. Uh, something crazy. I don't know the exact
0: date, but it goes yeah, way but it's, back.
1: It goes way back. I mean but we met get, Yeah. Yeah. Well I yeah, met. there you go. It's funny, I saw his house. We were they, they take pretty good care of us uh, caddies. We park a little bit off campus at Holy Cross College and then they kinda of shuttle us in and we're like, Where's that house? Where's that house? And I actually got to I got to see it today and it's pretty I mean it's it's pretty special. To be here, you know. I was telling you about these bunkers because I'm looking at them yeah. behind you. But it's funny; it's like you, if you look on paper or your yardage book, you're like, okay, this bunker's okay to this pin, and that's kind of my job earlier in the week. I, I want to find out where you can play from when you get out of position. Where can you play from? And usually, bunkers can save you. But I don't think. This week, that's going to be much because I feel like these old school courses, when you get these bunkers, when you get over the lips onto the green, I feel like there's all these years of sand buildup. Does that make any sense where it these does. mounds and they all run away from you and, and that kind of stuff? So, you know, you just you just got to be. Smarter on here. I've always thought, you know, from the first two days, I looked at this and I'm like, man, could could even paw could even par, win this thing. But I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm being legit on that or not because these greens are so tilted and so slow that they can't get them super duper super duper fast you know well you might, they were
0: back in the day when you couldn't cut greens that low yeah yeah
1: yeah and it's poe it's old school poe which a guy like me loves because i grew up in california so poe is you know not that i ever get called in about once every quarter or something unless we're at pebble or tory or rib or something like that you know so so i'm like you're probably gonna have some guys putting them off greens here you know randomly occasionally and stuff like that so you know, it's a big, uh, as you know, it's a lot going on in golf right now. I'm huh, at a lot, a lot, a lot of Bobby, stuff, a I lot mean, of talk going on. Can I say something? Can I say something? Yeah. Didn't look at a Didn't I am the biggest golf nerd. I can tell you who the up and coming college guys are and who the one, the North South and this. I didn't look at the leaderboard one time for, for the No, for wait, not, And I mean, no, that's the elephant in the room, time. right? I mean, I yeah, love what Brooks
0: ended up doing in his press conference. Yeah. Do you see what he did? He basically yeah. called out the media on yeah. just putting a black cloud over the US Open. We're playing the US Open, guys. Yeah. Like, this is a major right. championship. Why in the hell are we talking about the live golf token? Yeah. Like, exactly. that happened last week. Who cares at this point? Yeah. And that's exactly. where, like, this rhetoric and everything that's been going on. But is I want to get your
1: take. Is he hiding something because his little brother played in the <sighs> first So, four in th- in so you
0: could tell that. The Was journalist wanted
1: to. Did he go, oh, did he send his brother over there to kind of scope it out and kind of piggyback him? and that Well, think about stuff?
0: it. Him and DJ used to be boys, right? Well, they used to be boys. They're not very close anymore, I will I know, tell you. But uh, they some, both love uh, lifestyle.
1: And, uh, I mean, I could take that a little bit further, but, <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> yeah, they both, their they're families both love lifestyle. There's no, doubt, yes. there's no doubt about that. To me, my whole opinion on on that kind of thing is, um, you know, I think it's a cash grab, to tell you the truth. I mean, if somebody, I've never walked a day in these guys' shoes before, you know what I mean? But if somebody said, hey, we're going to pay you a hundred and some million dollars to come play here, I mean, man, you got to think about that, for sure, you You know what I mean? You definitely
0: do. I mean, you know? that's a life life changing deal. And I mean, I heard Rom at his press conference go, you know, I've sat down and talked about it with my wife, which means he thought about it, right? Means he legitimately sat down and goes, hey, if we get an offer, yeah. which he probably got an offer, I mean, I would imagine he got it being. i sure he
1: was. I, he's yeah. John Rom. Why exactly. wouldn't he go after him? You know, one of the, you know, could win in 10 or 15 years from now. I mean, for sure he's going to be a Hall of Fame guy, right? I mean, could be sneaky one of the top 10, 15 best players to ever to ever play the game. I know he's been a little bit off form lately and that kind of stuff. He showed some signs of life with the putter. I saw some stats about uh, at Memorial where he put it pretty good at Memorial where he always seems to play pr- play pretty good. But there's a man, there's a lot of a lot of talk a lot of a lot of talking going a lot of talking going on. They I heard they tweeted the caddy's great over there, all expenses paid. Oh my gosh, re- that's what Mr really Short came
0: so we had Mr. Short Game on. He's a YouTube sensation. Uh, he teaches Short Game, obviously, hence the name Mr. Short Game. But he's got a huge following, and he was over there. He he went to the first event, yeah. and he said just the way that they treated all of the caddies was unreal. Yeah. With yeah. just like – and there is. There's like a level of ritziness kind of class to it that it's yeah. like interesting to see, right? That it's like sure. you don't get that every week in and out with the PGA Tour, yeah. But again, I want to go back to what Ram said, where he was talking about the fact that $400 million, if you gave me that amount of money, which I don't know where he came up with that figure from. Maybe he was offered $400 million, but he said, my lifestyle, after talking with my wife, like I could retire now and be fine with my lifestyle. And that is where, if you want a glamorous, rich lifestyle where you're staying at five-star hotels all the time, you want to buy a yacht, you want the Conor McGregor type of money, then yeah, Yeah. you're going to go take that money. But if you don't live that lifestyle, then you're not going to take the heat that's coming with all of the rhetoric around it being a moral issue and everything along those lines. And I don't want to get so far into the political side to the entire debate, right? Exactly. It's not mine either. I try to stay away from it as much as possible. I'm more of a realist, right? I kind of look at it like, wow, everybody does business there. Like, so what if these guys are going over? They're golfers. Like, this is a business decision for them at the end of the day. They're not thinking of the overall consequences. And actually, my one argument to that is, People are pissed off with how much money they're getting. And then on top yeah. of that, they're mad that it's coming from Saudi Arabia and it's going to benefit them. Think about yeah. how much debt they're going to go into for how many years, and then this tour might not even be successful.
1: Yeah, well, it, er, there's a lot of question marks, right? There's a lot of question marks. I did like what John, John said because he seems a little more grounded than some of the other guys. Obviously, there's a target demographic that they're, you know what I mean? You get they're your going after names. That, yeah, well they're going after names, but you you know, you got Schwarzel who won who who won last week. You're talking about mid forty something guys mm-hmm. who really aren't that I mean, you could say Louis DeHazen's a great player out here and that kind of stuff, but I'm pretty sure he's never won an event on the PGA tour other than, you know, Saint Andrews, which is I guess considered still, you know, it's one of our majors and that kind of stuff. But it it's he's always seems to be close and then yeah, the man, he's always the hanging camp, around. You know, the old boss, my old boss, Dustin, I mean, bless his heart. He really hasn't been relevant out here. I hate to say it. In the last two years, he hasn't he hasn't done much. I mean, he won the 2020 November Masters and that kind of stuff. And I just feel personally for him, the lifestyle that he lives it was probably a no-brainer um, decision. It's kind of tweaked a little bit when he came out at Riviera and said, no, his obligation is to the PGA Tour. I personally kind of read through that right off the bat because – you know, if if the number of 100 or 125 million, which I don't know what they paid him, is is um I think is, it was a two, yeah, I think it
0: was the 125, and then yeah. Phil got 200.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on, I mean, geez, Louise, that's just that's some kind of money. But my point is, it's not, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, right? it's Dustin Johnson. So my theory on him is, yes, he hasn't been relevant for two years, but you're talking about a guy that was one of the greatest players of all time. Who was a dominant number one player for a long time, but but he's getting—I don't want to say he's getting out there. He's got to be thirty-seven or thirty-eight now. But to to but to hold that position, man, you got to keep working the way you were working before. And and maybe I think he just got to that point where it's like, man, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to do it anymore. I got two little boys at home. I want to spend some time at home. Granted, he never played more than 20 events with his elite status, you know, and the whole, I will tell you one thing I don't buy. I don't buy the bullshit of growing the game. I don't buy that one bit. That's my own personal opinion.
0: Here's the only thing that I will argue against that is that I've had people and I haven't, like, I, I started golf late. I do a lot of other stuff within sports, like outside of golf that, I have a lot of friends that do not play golf.
1: Mm-hmm. And so all
0: of a sudden they're coming to me asking me, what is this live golf tour? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, where do you want to begin with it? They're like, well, I just keep hearing it on the news, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I've had a bunch of buddies actually tune into that broadcast and they're like, dude, this is like a sport. Like, this is like a real sport. And I, I of course the the golf side to me is like, Ooh, that, that is a, like that hurts a little bit, but yeah. knowing that they're not golfers, they don't go yeah. out and play golf, but they're like, Oh, there's a draft to it. There's teams. It's fast moving. Like we're always getting some type of action. And <laughs> it wasn't there was
1: no people. I was heard there was nobody in the stands like the first day there. You know I, what I mean? When they I watched the it day. the
0: first day. I can't say that. I remember yeah. like going, Oh, there's nobody in there. But also at the yeah. same time, I, I don't recall like there being huge crowds. And that, yeah. that's to be expected, right, for yeah, for the for first sure. event of a brand new tour. But at the same time, yeah. like that's the only thing that I see to where I'm like, hang on a second. If we keep going down this path, because yeah. I've, I've said it from the beginning that I really feel like Jay made the wrong decision when it came to actually acknowledging this tour and yeah. acknowledging that they were a threat and then battling yeah. against them and drawing yeah. the line in the sand, because all that did is build up all this press and media to where now everybody, even non-golfers, know what this golf tour is. They yeah. have literally done the marketing for them. And there then on, on top of that, you have a brand new league <laughs> that just could have never risen this fast and furious. And I don't think the players, it, not, not DJ, for instance, but like a Bryson. Like, th- there's there's enough there that you could tell that they were a little disgruntled a little bit with how they're treated within the PGA tour and so forth to where they're like, you know what? I'm taking this money. I'm heading out. Like, yeah, I I'm going to go build something else here. And, and you know what? I I am at my heart, a PGA tour guy. And I'm like, I've been saying it from the get go. The reason why I feel like Jay made a mistake is because there won't be another PGA tour. This is not the PGA tour breaking away in 1968 from the PGA. Yeah. yeah and I know sure. that there's still tensions there, right? I mean, even right. in the PGA going through yeah. that program, they teach it. They teach yeah. how bitter they are as to like the PGA tour for breaking away. And yeah. I look at this entire dynamic that's gone on and it's become polarizing. It's become yeah. political. It's become polarizing to where you have to pick a side. You can't sit in the middle. And that's where I'm like, I want to sit in the middle. I want to watch both because you right. got guys that like are riding off into the sunset. You got somebody yeah. like Mikey's been saying it for weeks without even talking to his brother about it, about yeah. the fact that he's like, hey, if Pat's offered something, I bet yeah. you he's going to take it and he's going well, to
1: let's talk and, and let's talk, you know, obviously me and him don't get along that well. I'm yeah. just going to leave it at that. Obviously, we don't get along that well, but I think his whole deal was, you know, I mean, <laughs> The way he shelled Phil like that, the way he went on on, on Colt's podcast and talked about how great the PGA Tour and that kind of stuff. I mean, fucking $3 bill, phony fuck. Give me a fucking break. Of all people, if they're going to throw money at you, he's going to be the fucking first one to go. Because he's in that demographic. He's life and death to keep his card. the last two years. The Champions Tour is not right around the corner for him. Um, He lives a, you know. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Well, I man, uh-huh. I mean, honestly, I'll just call it speed the way that I say it. I mean, he tries to live a lifestyle of Dustin Johnson money, and he's nowhere, and he's really, and he's really nowhere, he's really nowhere near that. I mean, he's had a fabulous career; he's kept his car for twenty-some years and that kind of stuff. But, but like I said, he was under heavy stress to keep his card last year, so it was probably, it was probably an easy, you know, he likes to spend money. His family likes to spend money. It's probably an easy, it's it probably, you know, it was probably a no-brainer for him. You know, to well, go not only
0: that, but when he went on subpar and said the things he did, that yeah, was out of spite for Phil. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, that obviously there's a personal deal yeah. between
1: those two, right? That's that that's why that that is, and that's his. You know, every, he made know that he, very obvious. Well, he uh, very obvious, and, he, and he, he he can do that. You know what I mean? That's his. That's kind of his. That's kind of his deal. And I mean, his, he was the bad boy of the PJ
0: tour for the longest time. Yeah, he was. You know, kind and he of kind of ran with
1: it. Way, yeah, he kind of you know you almost got the sense that he was going to be a a really good pga Tour player but he was never going to be at that level that he he wanted to be so there's other ways to be relevant or important if i'm saying that the right way you know and that kind of stuff so you know all, all the power to him he can go over there and he's going to get his cash and he's going to be playing you know he's going to be playing for a lot of cash and you're only playing against 40 guys and He's still a good enough player if he gets it going and that kind of stuff. That he, he he might have something to say about one or two of those tournaments. To be honest with you, you know, that's you know, there's. I think
0: he'll win over uh, there.
1: Well, out here, mm, I'll bet you a dollar he doesn't. But, um, but that's just, that's just me. Um, But over, you know, over here with all this influx and this coming of this young talent coming up and, and that kind of stuff, man, when you're in a 144 man field over here, there, there's really 139 guys that can win at any time. You know, the talent, the talent pool is 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 very deep and it's probably 10 percent. you know there's probably a handful of guys you know but who knows who knows who's going next it's funny i saw one of your posts and that kind of stuff i thought you said you're like hey you know room around the campfire is there's another there's 12. another 12 and we're well, starting to hear that out there this week i know what's I'm, your info what do you got I, I, i'm, you I'm you actually mean? i'm
0: actually hearing that it's going to be 16 out of the top 50 i don't believe 16 i don't no, believe no 16. chance, no. No chance. No. plus how are Maybe you going six. how are you going to do it no. though like they already have their team set up like and yes. this is one of the yeah. interesting things about this entire dynamic like I don't know, like, they might have jumped the gun on this whole draft and having teams thing because, like, how are you all of a sudden going to start bringing in... All of these other guys. Well, and I get that, that, that it's logistics.
1: What does that do? So I cut he played over he played over there last week. He's been injured for two years. It's a kid that won the USAM, Andy Ogletree, yes. yep. who played at Georgia Tech. I played for him. We, we were at Sony this year. We were I was over there already. Troy was gonna come play. He got COVID, his wife got COVID, the whole family did, and Ogletree Monday qualified. And I and his agent called me and I caddied for him over there and he wasn't healthy and he played great the first day, shot four or five under, didn't have a very good day the second day missed the cup I shot but I can tell you for two days I'm like this fucking guy and he finished last right and I'm like this and I've seen some good young talent over the last 15 years I think I'm almost an expert on picking off and I'm like god this kid is going to be around a long time but he's got some back issues so Ogletree, the kid that won nationals, um, from Clemson, Turk Pettit was over there. Yep. What does that do to those guys now that there's more players coming in? Do they get bumped I, out of there
0: I now? Don't know. No. there's no. nothing that has said no. anything. Did this Turk
1: no. Pettit just burn his, his conditional corn fairy he, tour he status over this whole thing? If it's a one and done for let's say he got two hundred and fifty thousand to go play and he made another buck twenty or a buck fifty or whatever Talk about they thought getting know.
0: screwed over.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe jump in the gun a little bit. Or is he gonna is he gonna stay? Are these fields are they gonna get bigger? You know? Um, but they're throw teams some names and at, it's a
0: shotgun. Throw some, throw some names at me. Who did you oh, hear, did you hear uh, are you allowed to say what you I'm heard? not you right now, but okay. it,
1: the, the, i well, too, I'm allowed to sing either. Well we <laughs>
0: we released as soon as we heard about Pat, that that was released immediately. Um <laughs> sight scene. so we yeah. released that one immediately yeah. um a lot of this like and that was after that i knew for certain that he signed the contract so like yeah. that was done it was in like everybody else is kind of lingering like they haven't fully signed but there's a lot of yeah. talk that yeah it's yeah. going to happen i mean yeah you, you well, had indeed. you had read, my look when yeah, uh, you it. were talking about brooksy
1: uh, I mean, that's just my, i got pretty, that's just, that's just my, that's just my theory. I, I, another little thing well, too, stay, same, manage, hey, same management company as Dustin too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Hamburg Sports. Now I'm not saying that these agents are going to get the, the full 20% of, oh, they're giving you know, 100, Bobby, They're getting their money. I think, well, I think they stagger it a, a little bit. You know, let's say if I get, let's say that I well, work you. Well, it's multi-year you, contracts. Yeah. Well, let's say I work for you, Matt, and I get you in the French Open. Okay. And and I get you a hundred thousand dollars to go play in the French open. Yes. I'm getting my 20%, my 20 grand for my company and that kind of stuff. But I think I'm under the impression as to talking to some guys and I don't know this a hundred percent for sure. But when you start getting up to that big money, you stagger down, you know, 20%, 16%, 10%, whatever. It's still a phenomenal amount of money. Yeah. But my point is it's the same management. It's the same management company, you know, and, and it's probably going to be a lot of money. Who knows? He might not go, but just the way his press conference sounded yesterday, I'm like, Oh, he's leaving. It. He, he's aggravated right now. You know, he's, he's aggravated. I uh, did. I tell you that, that, um, uh, he had so ludicrous
0: he, perform at his wedding.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Well, he's got a one up the Johnsons. He's got a one up the Paulina. So that's the beauty that's of this entire thing, game. right? You know, that's that, the beauty that, of it. That that, 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 that PGA tour wife in Jupiter, that's a tough, that's a tough <laughs> racket to get into my man. They had kid rock and now they got a one up and, Honestly, if you if you and I love talking shit like this, but if you cover the paper trail of these guys getting married, you can see that Jenna and Brooks got engaged first. And then all of a sudden a week later, Paulina and Dustin were on you after know. 47 years of being engaged and, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. So you've got to keep up with the Johnsons and the Kepkas. And, and that's a that's a big deal out here with the with some of the wives. Not all of the wives, especially the old school wives, you know, that they they're they were more family-oriented and that kind of stuff. And it seems like it, it seems like, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I'm, it seems like when you get to these big-time elite players that all of a sudden um, parent, parenting isn't high on the, you know, the to-do list, so to speak. Everybody's got a nanny and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I got all kinds of shit opinions you, on everything. you got to manage your time, right? <laughs> It'll all be in the book. In eight years. But it
0: is. But you're you're spot on with the fact that it is keeping up with the Joneses because when you live that lifestyle, that yeah. tends to coincide with having a bit of an ego. And you know sure. these guys are competitive, but what I don't think people realize is that golf isn't necessarily the most important thing in their lives and i think the yeah. fan wants yeah. wants it to be they want it yeah. to be the michael jordan right to where right. michael jordan lived breathed and died basketball yeah he still yeah. basically does i mean yeah. he's on the golf sure. course all the time just trying yeah. to get out his competitive juices just yes. like hoping that someday like he even challenged at the hall of fame thing uh magic johnson to a game th- like yeah. this year last year so it's like he's got that juice but like these guys like a a dustin johnson i said that actually before it ever came out i go and actually i think you and i were talking about it on the podcast to where i go i wouldn't be surprised if dj goes to live golfs like and then of course he ends up going but like you can kind of peg the people that are going to go the one that i don't think is going to go that i've heard is scheffler i can't see it happening well, I don't see it
1: either. No, it's, see too, it. It's, it's too early in his career. He's, you, you, you know, it, it's it's just too it's too early in his career to consider something like that. But there's another one saying management company is Dustin and Brooks, Hambrick Sports, you know, but he's got, you know, he's got more Ryder Cups and President's Cups and that kind of stuff. And these, you know, these guys that are going over, I'm surprised that they don't want anything to do with that anymore, because that's a it's not 125 million dollars to play those I don't in those think it's things, that, but it's though. A big
0: deal. You know, I don't, it's I don't, a
1: big deal. I think it, the reason
0: they're going over, and yeah, partially, only. not only that though, but because the PGA Tour basically said you're not a free agent, even though they yeah. are. I think that that really pissed off a lot of guys on tour to say, wait, I don't get my own decision that I can't make a decision on my own. And I think that pushed some of these guys that you're going to be seeing coming up over the next couple of weeks, because once the U.S. Open happens, there's going to be two weeks before the next uh, live tournament. at pumpkin ridge i believe up in oregon yeah i've
1: been there have you ever been there before great 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 but i was bummed to hear i've been there for a couple corn fairy tour events for um a a, a, you know a kid that was highly regarded that came out of oregon a few years ago the callaway paid a bunch of money norman jong and they kind of called me in he wasn't playing any good hey come work for him for a month tell us what you think callaway was kind of behind that with me a little bit you know and then i went for a you know, a veteran that's been, that's won around the world named David Lipsky, you know, oh, yeah. who's a rookie out here this year, who's having a nice year, great player. He almost won. We finished second there, and I fell in love with that course. I was bummed to hear that it's not the regular course that we played those Corn Fairy Tour events. It's a, it's a mix of the other course on the other oh, side. There's okay. another course on the other side there, but it's a dirty, it's a great, yeah, it's, great a, track. it's a great golf course. You know how I was, I was saying, I was referencing, you know, this growing the game thing, I think is a crock of shit. Because to, to me, it's a it's a freaking crack. Cash grabbing, I understand where those guys are coming from. But I was making this point to somebody else. I go, when you're talking about growing the game of golf, to me, you you target the young kids and the juniors and that kind of stuff. And the PGA Tour is always going to be the PGA Tour. And I don't see any 10-year-old or 8-year-old in five years at six thirty at night on the driving range, with his buddies going, this ten footer is to win the Live tournament at Pumpkin Ridge. It's always going to be I'm going to bury this motherfucker for the U.S. Open or the Masters or to win on the 18th green at Pebble or this or that. That's never going to change. That's I talked like about growing. that
0: with Mikey. I was like Mikey. Yeah, that's growing. The, that's growing
1: into the, the kids. You I will I mean?
0: never. And this was before all of this stuff. When Jay did the meeting at Riv, I'm just like. I I can't imagine a kid like when I was a kid I'd sit there and go there's a thirteen footer to win the Masters yeah like there was nothing more important to me than yeah. that yeah and, exactly and even like the Memorial or like uh yeah. I, I think Riviera yeah or, you know,
1: Bay Hill or something like that all those iconic butts these kids grow up watching that watch Tiger make or this guy or that guy and that kind of stuff you know to me when you talk about growing the game. I've, maybe i'm a little jaded but i always think about the kids you know because it always starts with the kids it and always does whoever, decides, whoever jumps on the bandwagon and go chases the cash and everything like that i, I promise you this there is so much all you had to do was turn into greyhawk a couple of weeks ago and watch nationals which is my like my favorite tournament to watch there's plenty it's of awesome them. There's plenty of them coming, and that they're all going to be they're all going to be replaceable. There's going to be no more superstars out here. We are paired. I've been tracking a kid. I grew up in Glendora, California, and I went to a Catholic high school in Laverne, California, called Damien High School. And we used to play our tournaments at this golf course called like Los Sorano South, or or um, Marshall Canyon, or San Dimas Canyon, Sierra Laverne, Glendora Country Club, and that kind of stuff. So there's this kid named William Mao at Pepperdine. We're getting paired with him, paired with him tomorrow. I'm super excited to watch. Him. And nice. play up front i made him i mean taylor made three or four years ago he played on the walker cup i don't think he i don't think he lost a, i don't think he lost a match but there are so many of these young college guys and all you had to do was watch greyhawk and you're like god these fucking kids are not they have no scar tissue yet right they're not fucking afraid to fire at every single flag and that kind of stuff that's so, what it is you it know, is scar over, tissue that just yeah, builds it, up it, over time right there's no scar tissues for these young kids they're super aggressive and that's the like we've said before on other episodes that's the trend of the game yep. you know what I mean you fucking hit it as hard as you can See and stick, you find it stick. because it's easier to make far from 60 yards away than it is a buck 10, a buck 40 or a buck 50 so you know it'll be interesting I gotta tell you I'm friends with Schwartzl's caddy Keith Holt and he's just another one and I said it on an episode before there's so many good caddies out here that you never hear about because they just work for kind of average players who make their 1.2 or 1.4 million dollars a year. And uh, you know, he went Yahtzee, man. 475000 dollars he made in a, a three-day event. $475. It's so funny I text him after he won and I'm like, you're gonna retire now? And he goes, I'm thinking about it. Because <laughs> that's more than I made in the last fucking 10 years, Bob. You know, so his whole life and his whole family and kids and everything just changed from him overnight. So I guess that's that's really Bob, a Bob that's a, a great question you know that's a good thing
0: I do have a question around that because as a caddy right if all of a sudden your player decides that he's going to go play yeah what do you do I mean is it one of those where it's like yeah shit gotta go
1: well I mean I have kids at home I have to be honest with you I'm not getting any younger and that kind of stuff it's 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 I'd be lying if I said it's nothing I didn't you know think about if that opportunity arose and that kind of stuff but one week can change it. You know, it's funny one with you talk about all the money that players get, you know, caddies are pretty well taken care of. I mean, this person, this week's going to be 17.5 million, you know, that's going to be 3.1 to the winner. That caddy's making, you know, 300 grand there, whoever gets it done. So, you know, it can be done on both tours, but you know, on the smaller scale of things, you know, 300 grand to us guys is like 3 million to those guys. Really? It is you know, it really is on the on the scale of things. So I don't, you know, it would be it would be hard to say no. In it that would, I, stuff, you
0: Bob, know, Bob, it would be impossible to say impossible no. Impossible to y- say y- no. Y- you can't say no to that, and that's what it, I have a problem with. Kind of the the hypocrisy, right, of the moral stance as to the whole entire thing. It's like this is business. Like when you look at the United States alone, like everything is so intertwined with Saudi Arabia because there's so much influx of money that comes over, whether it's in Silicon Valley or so forth. That's why I don't buy into that whole rhetoric around these players being bad or they betrayed the PGA Tour. Like when you start to hear the years that they've given to the tour, it's like you can't fault them for riding off into the sunset, getting this huge paycheck. Sure. Is it a money gram? absolutely like 100 yeah, percent.
1: it's all about the money you, it you know always. it's fun it's funny i was telling somebody the other day that was i was a neighbor of mine or something was was um uh, asking about it he's in, he's in a pretty important guy in the military and that kind of stuff and i was telling him i go it's a, he goes is this the start of the end for the pga Tour?" And i'm like no. absolutely not no no
0: well no. it depends on how they react no.
1: Well, it depends how they react for sure, but nothing's going to bear the PGA Tour. They're too strong. It is the PGA Tour. It's what all kids, that's what all kids have dreamed about playing and winning majors and that kind of stuff. And it just seems to me that when you, when most of these guys that are going, these bigger name goings have gotten to the promised land before, right? They've been number one or whatever. They've had tremendous success. And now it's, you know, it's now it's like, well, I think I can really use $125 million. And, you know, I don't have to work as hard as I worked before. I'm not going to make that money on the PGA tour and I've been there before. So maybe it's just a new chapter for them. Yeah. You know, maybe it's just, maybe it's just, an, I would, I don't catch it. I don't really cast judgment on their decisions I or I don't either. It, it, like they're I'm, dying to know, I'm dying to know who else is going to go to tell you the truth. Cause you hear different names every single, every single day. Because here.
0: you're hearing the rumors. I'm hearing like, yeah, from and sources. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to oh, mention, you're not names dropping anything. Well, I see?
1: can't, you know, I can't. I think we'll all find out together. Everything I hear is, everything I, I, I hear is, but you, and you got to remember... But you are hearing. Sure, I'm pretty solidified, caddy out here. I can't, I see these guys every day. I'm, fr- I have yeah, people. no, you can't. I, I have, that. Friends. I have right. friends, I have friends for life out here, you know, and it's the just audience is going to be pissed if, at if me for not pressing. On I want to, I want
0: to, you know, but you are hearing. That the numbers that I mentioned are around one.
1: Anything close to the number that you thought 12 to 16, you know what I mean? Well, no, I'm hearing 16.
0: I'm thinking it's got to be closer to 12.
1: Yeah, no, I've heard like maybe two, maybe, maybe, you know, if you get into the top 50 in the world, maybe a handful or. Or something like that. But can I tell you for a guy like me that works for a guy like Troy Meredith, yeah. who's 97, that fluctuates between 90 and 110 in the world constantly and makes his $2 million and has his four chances to win every year, this is actually a win scenario for us, too. Because th- these are other elite players that we don't have to fucking play against <laughs> anymore because we're better than them only four weeks out of the year. And I'm being honest with you. And Troy would tell you the same thing. I'm better than them four, five, or six weeks out of the year out of – out of 30. But but once, you know, when these suspensions went down and there's going to be more that happens and that kind of stuff. We didn't play last week. We lost three spots on the FedEx Cup, but we're probably going to move up six or seven yeah. spots when these guys come off the list because they've already removed the guys off the list that um, resigned. You know, Dustin and Kevin, I want to say Taylor Gooch is still on the list. You know, I'm sure they're going to have more guys that are going to be resigning from the PGA Tour. So we're just going to, we're just going to keep moving up the list and for a guy like me that works for a guy like troy merritt you know you, your big whole thing is to is to get to atlanta that's like the promise. sure you want to win tournaments and that kind of stuff we're all out here to win tournaments you know but we, you, your big thing is to get get to atlanta because if you make that top 30 in the tour championship every door yeah. is open for you
0: It really is the, sponsorships. Next, the next
1: year you're in every major you're in everything possible you, you know that you that you that you could possibly that you could possibly dream about you know so it's you know with yeah you know, i'm not saying whipped cream on shit but for a guy like us you know what i mean it's not it's not a bad thing losing some of these some of these elite players um i i can tell you i don't i'm not really I'm sensing a little tension on the range and that kind of stuff when some of those guys are are warming up next to each other and a, a bigger name player walks by and well you heard the whole story did you happen to read about um Kevin na and somebody and were Spieth. warming up next to you and then Spieth walked by and Billy it, was so right it, was, next, it was, was
0: Billy Hill so yeah and Billy
1: was warming up and, and Spieth went right by and congratulate him and Kevin kind of gave Spieth the the head knob and, and Spieth Nothing. just and Spieth just shined him off, but that's Jordan Spieth and that's Justin Thomas. These kids grew up. I'm going to win the fucking Masters. Yeah. I'm going to win eight Ryder Cup tournaments. It's it's more to them. It's it's more substance to them. You know, to be one of the greatest of all time. That's the way they grew up. And now that, I'm not saying 10 that's or how it should years, be. But at the same time, and that's
0: why I'm pro PGA, right, that I grew up and and the only tournaments I ever wanted to win were PGA Tour events, like even like the European tours. Yeah, Yeah, and and actually, this is where I want to go with it, because the entire thing, and this is where I started to be like, wow, this could be great for the game of golf and could really grow golf was not from the sentiment that live golf is going to bring in all these new people. Yeah, Like I was actually surprised by people reaching out to me that don't play golf that I know don't play golf. And I'm like, oh, hang on a second. You're interested in learning my take on live golf when you're not even a golfer. Like that to me, like, okay, that's a definite, like that is growing the game technically. But to me, it comes down to, and I was actually, I was, (laughs) I was thinking about this today in getting ready for uh, our episode And I'm like, you know, there was a time when I was on the Butch Harmon Vegas tour, yeah. and I remember driving back to my apartment, which we had a discount from the Butch Harmon Vegas tour. Like, they at least did, like, a discount with this apartment complex. And I remember heading back, and I I go to look at my phone so that I I could check my bank account balance. Right. I, I had seven cents. Yeah. I didn't have... I didn't have a dollar to my name. That's
1: real pressure, right? And I
0: go, holy shit. I'm like, one, how did this happen? And of course, a bill had just come out for like my cell phone. And I remember digging around in my console in my car and found Mm -hmm. just enough money to get a $1 double cheeseburger so I could eat that that out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was just going to throw that and out. And that's but the that biggest you,
0: thing with this, though. Yeah, yeah. Because, it, and here's, my, here's why I'm talking about that, is because if, it, if this does anything, the guaranteed pay is mm-hmm. something that is in every major sport. Think about it. Every parallel yep. to Major League Baseball, to the NBA now with the development, with the G League, with every major sport in America, guys yeah. who are trying to develop, are getting paid. They're not. It's not a ton of money, but they're right. getting paid. They're Golf getting is something. the only one yeah. to where,
1: even on, on the mini on.
0: tours, like it's you're grinding, and there's so many stories. I mean, you, you know how many yeah. stories there are. Mini tour guys, and there's horror stories as yeah. to guys who ended up. I hate to say it, but committed suicide or you know ended up like in bad drug addiction or just being broke and couldn't ever get back to where they wanted to be and now you just see them out at mini tour events week in week out barely surviving and it's like that to me because you look at somebody like a tom hoagie you look at somebody like a rich beam who they came on later on yeah. And that's when yeah. they turn it around. If you had a developmental league, and I, I'll i talk about the Yankees right now, Nestor Cortez, who happens to be one of the top pitchers in baseball right now and having literally the best season, but he spent eight years in the minors. Now, mm-hmm. he didn't have to worry about money coming in. And my other point to this is that minorities – are restricted from playing the game of golf. Because if you're a minority that doesn't have a wealthy family behind you, there's no chance for you to even Mm -hmm. try, unless you just get an immediate pass to the PGA tour because you Mm were so good in college, like a tiger woods, for instance, like Mm -hmm. there's no way you're going to be able to sustain on the mini tours. Because as everybody who has played on the mini tours knows making a cut does not mean you're financially stable. You have to win multiple weeks in order to sustain. And these guys are going out shooting 61s because they're going after everything. And it doesn't matter. Like they know, like life is on the line here. And that's where I feel as though with live, if it does anything, this guaranteed pay for showing up, I don't like it, not having a cut. I think there's gotta be a cut, but I think everybody that gets cut gets a small paycheck. Like and that is my biggest thing with this entire thing is if there was a developmental league for the PGA tour to where Mm -hmm. guys got a small salary. And then if you play well, you get bonuses Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. get this additional pay and it allows you to grow into your golf game because golf, we know is not something that everybody picks up at the age from 18 to 21 and matures. Some guys mature at 35.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. I I want your take on that though. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, the whole mini-tour thing, I mean, I've caddied in mini-tour events for a guy, and I, I didn't, I, numerous guys, and you never did it for the money as a caddy. You did it to go help friends or to scout future talent was a big thing for me, too, to see what's out there, because, you know, these, you know... We, we played with a we played with the guy who's an alternate out here who went to Boise State where where troy played and he is notorious for shooting 59 60 or 61. now he's not going to get in the field I'm not going to mention his name or anything like that this guy's probably not cracking 85 out here tomorrow you know what I mean so that yep. just goes to show you how many, how those mini tours are these guys can go shoot 60 61 make their 12 or 1800 bucks and that kind of stuff and then they get out here and they get their head stomped in and you know and now all of a sudden they're you know selling insurance or you know taking a nice six-figure job making 100 grand a year and supporting their family and that and that kind of stuff but you know it, it's a tough go but I, I will tell you it's funny that you're talking about that because there's a hand this is one of the weeks where you know the public probably doesn't know this but if you qualify if you're a professional and you qualify, and I, I'm sure it doesn't happen to the amateurs but anybody in this field where they miss a cut is getting 10 grand right the USGA does that for everybody. I believe I believe Augusta is the same. thing too. You
0: just been, taught me something. I never knew that. Yeah.
1: So everybody here gets ten grand. I believe. I believe. I believe Augusta. If you make Augusta, well, granted, it's you know ninety some guys or whatever, and they're all world class players for the. For the most part, they, I believe they get 10 grand. I believe the British open pays you 10 grand. I believe the Scottish open is paying guys that go um possibly 7,500 or something like that. But that's those big boy tournaments yeah. where the talent pool is just so deep and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I could see something like that happening, you know, in the future. I just, got a enough. Q- just
0: enough, just enough yeah. money so that yeah. you can live. I, I've had, so I had a, a buddy in college who went out and played. He ended up going to Q school and made it to the final stage and Ended up getting on to Corn Ferry, well, yeah. nationwide at the time. And yeah. it sounds very resembling to Mikey Perez as well, because yeah, Mikey's right. told me the same thing that there was yeah. a year to where he was greatly in debt, but this kid ended up yeah. being a, I, I forget the exact number, it was either 50 grand or 150 grand mm. in mm. debt. I can,
1: tell, I can tell you a story. There's a young kid on Corn Ferry tour that I've helped in the past get through Q School and the US Open from LSU, Louis Kanye. He played with, he was the second. He's the second best player behind Sam Burns at LSU, and this kid can play. and And I caddy for him, and I can tell you, this kid can play, right? So when he's on the corn ferry now, he is trying to keep his card. Number one, he's been in contention a few times, and he has a bit He's going with the process of learning how to deal with the pressure and that kind of stuff. He has probably played in twenty some events. You know, I've crunched his numbers and that kind of stuff. I've told him personally, he's losing his ass this year. He's paying, he's got a good, he's got a good caddy that's been on the tour. He's paying him not quite tour rate, but better. You know, you're, you're paying a guy maybe fifteen hundred dollars on the corn Ferry tour. And if Louie finishes, 29th, he's made thirty eight hundred dollars. So he's paying his caddy fifteen hundred. Let's say it would be overpaying him, paying him ten percent. That's another four hundred. So there's two grand right there. He's got his expenses and that kind of stuff. Great, you finished top thirty, you got yourself some points, you moved a little bit on the list, but you fucking lost money. And that's exactly. all and and that's all part of the deal. So it, you bring a valid point that it would be great if you could do something like that. I don't know if it would happen on the Corn Fairy Tour, but but out here maybe that's something. I just think there's got to be about. like
0: if the PGA really wants to change this entire dynamic, yeah. and they want to continue growing homegrown talent, that mm-hmm. it has to go beyond. I mean, there's so many good golfers that I know. Would, so have, would have been great golfers. I mean, think about the country clubs. There's guys winning their, their, their club championship every yeah. year yeah. because they were a mini tour dropout because right. they didn't have the time to develop. And now they're in their 30s. Yeah. They barely practice or play. And they're better yeah. than they were when they were playing on the mini tours. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the tough thing to see. And that's why I just, like, if anything comes from this that's going to be positive, That's the part that I would love to see is just a real developmental league to where guys are making. I mean, think about minor league baseball players like they're making 30 grand a year. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Like, but that's kind of the number. Same thing as an assistant golf pro, I guess. But it's kind of crazy when you think about it. But if you just put in that little amount of money so that guys Mm -hmm. could actually work on their game. And, like, mm-hmm. the one big rhetoric, too, that goes along with when you remove politics from all of this is that there's not a cut uh, with mm-hmm. live, And that's a big argument against it, that there's no real competition. You're just going yeah. out, playing golf, like it's an entertainment thing. But I have been saying that it's it's an entertainment thing from the get-go, which is why, once again, the PGA Tour should not be worried about it.
1: I, I, I hear you. You know, I'm not going to put an opinion on the PGA Tour, but it does seem like it's an entertainment, like it's a made-for-TV exhibition Entertainment, you get you know a handful of big names, obviously, and that kind of stuff. But I related I was listening... it
0: to the XFL.
1: Yeah, there the you NFL, know. that's a pretty that's a pretty good parallel, right there. Honestly, that's legit. Right? I mean, that's legit. And you saw how can... long
0: the XFL lasted without the NFL even talking about them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, and I'll tell you, I did. Yeah, I did catch. Obviously, I've caught some of those press conferences from London with Poulter and Western, and talking. Poulter's never been shy about talking and that kind of stuff, but it just seems that those guys are on their fucking heels when there's, they're getting There's nothing you can say. Things. So, like yeah. even
0: even yeah. what I'm saying and so forth, it almost like, seems scripted. It almost seems scripted to me. You know, well, yeah, they're, P- they're PR yeah. teams, absolutely, one hundred percent. Because yeah. there's no way they can win. I actually yeah. felt like Phil coming into the U.S. Open this week and doing his press conference early yeah. and saying what he said, and yeah. you and I know about Phil off like the yeah. real Phil off the course and outside sure. of the cameras and everything yeah. that people yeah. love to like now all of a sudden come out of the woodworks about but he's still a legend in the game and yeah. he had no winning scenario there he had to answer it the way that he did he had to deflect some of it he had to turn yeah. it into one question per, per journalist and yeah. it's like yeah he he actually yeah. won in that moment because he didn't really say anything where he got trapped and that's what yeah. they're looking for. They're trying to sure. trap these guys three to four questions well, later.
1: It's just it, it just goes to show you, and we, we talked about this before, is you know, the media is paid to dwell on the negative, really, aren't they? I well, mean, that's that, who, that's job. Who's
0: paying the media right now? That's the other thing. Is like who's who's making the media build up all of this rhetoric. I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of the money going to these media outlets to just keep talking about it isn't coming from Live itself. I would be why, shocked why that it would,
1: wasn't. Why, why wouldn't it be? Did I hear something, or did I hear Randall Chamblet last night say that the Saudis make a billion dollars a day on Petro? a billion dollars a day on
0: that's that why truck. people who are like literally <laughs> oh god you're going to get me into it because like this is this is the realist side to me to where I'm like I so badly want to be on the PGA tour side and everything and yeah. I so badly like just want to be able to defend it but the realist side to me is like this is nothing to them monetarily like they're actually losing money in this of entire thing like this is a long term make they, no. they can With the size of these contracts and these guaranteed deals, there's no chance. They don't even have a TV deal. There's no TV deal. They did it on YouTube streaming, not even YouTube TV. Yeah. Did you watch any of it? I did. I tried to, so I caught the first round and I caught the second round. I didn't watch the final round on Saturday because like to me, I already got the grasp of what it is and and they have, they have work to do. Let's be honest. Like, yeah. especially from a broadcast standpoint. Yeah, training wheels are on right now,
1: right? Yeah, training they really
0: are, are. They're kind of feeling it out, and I even think like the entire dynamic of the actual event. Gee, you'd look good
1: in that commentator booth, man. Now that I'm staring at you for I, that live tour, bro, I, I, you'd look good in that booth. Man. You know, I offered, <laughs> I, they, no. they didn't get your number. Huh? <laughs> we did a PSA. We're like, Hey, Craig, yeah. if you, if
0: you need me and Mikey to come over and play yeah. and live, go, right. we're right. in because right. I know how much money that they do in oil, just for yeah. the U S government. And like, <laughs> I, I got a colleague um, on, on the podcasting side that is just like, you know, and it's not Mikey, but he, he's like, you do realize like our president is over there right now, like doing an arms deal for yeah. literally way more money than this. Until, and it's right, like, right. when you get the real side of everything, it's like, this is yeah. business. This is not a yeah. moral decision. Like these guys aren't sitting there going, oh man, yeah. if I go play in this, people are going to die. That's not, that's not what's going to happen. Like it's going to happen whether or not they do it and support this or not
1: raise your not to change the subject raise your hand if you miss mikey perez a little bit i miss mikey oh, yeah. tonight now i'm getting a lot of words tonight because mikey's not here but mikey i love you <laughs> we didn't have I to put him in a you. timeout <laughs> yeah i guess he's grinding he's grinding getting ready for some tournaments and he stuff is, like that he's gonna be yeah, back uh, next
0: in next week's show yeah. so i'm excited to have him back you know yeah. me and him get that banter going back and forth and sure it's a great that's what time. friends
1: do man i know that's what friends slash brothers i've do, missed him you know man. what i mean yeah, 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 yeah. I miss Mikey. So, Mikey, we love you. We miss you. I'm not taking your limelight out here or anything like that, though. I'm just kind of giving a little insight on the on the U.S. Open and rekindling my flame with Matt and that kind of stuff. Is it the crazy world in golf? It's a crazy world in golf it's right now. It's nuts right be, now. It, it yeah, really is. Let's see what happens nuts. here in the next. I'm sure they're going to start dropping names here. You know, where, where, where well, where as we soon as play? this opens over Hartford next week, we got Hartford next week. Which That's is what always start good. Turn them in. Because these college kids start showing up at Hartford, um, the kid from Oklahoma, who I believe lost in the playoff at uh, nationals, I saw Chris Goderop, He's in the field here this week. He's could be any kind of player. He is got a spot next week. Cole Hammer from Texas is is playing next week. Um, my There's oldest so son, new talent, my, yeah. And then the Corn Fairies already got their influx of guys. Like my oldest son just took the job with the number one rated ranked uh, college player, Pearson Cootie. From Texas, he's starting to work for him. Oh, he's corner. following
0: in your footsteps, huh? Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, he's been wow. caddying for man. He's got my kids got more wins than I do the last year. What? Five years. He's kind of
0: the man. How did hey, I not know of... this? Well, you yeah, and I didn't I, talk about it. But... Yeah,
1: my oldest son. My oldest son. Um, Daniel played it, you know, always grew up, you know, he grew up when I lived with Dustin, he was over with us all the time and, and that kind of stuff. And he always, you know, obviously Dustin was his hero. And, uh, you know, he played golf with Dustin probably two or 300 times. And he told me, he's like, Dad, I just want to be a caddy. School's not for me. He, he, he was a number five qualifying guy at Charleston Southern and that kind of stuff, which, which, you know, it's it's funny. I I tell college parents and that kind of stuff, and I tell people out here, I'm like, it's so funny. I've been doing this for so long now that you can call me in on a pot Sunday for a 1.2 million dollars with ten thousand people around and it doesn't phase me. But as soon as you put me out on a golf course and I'm watching my son play a college tournament, I'm a fucking wreck. I am a nervous wreck. You want to run out there and hug him and tell him, Don't fucking hit three wood down there for the love of God. Just chip a six iron and fucking wedge it in the middle. Nothing bad can happen. So he's been doing well for he's he had a couple wins with Davis Riley who's who's might be Oh a no long kidding. Shot. Yeah, he did on the Corn Ferry tour and then they kind of split after uh, after a couple years but he might be a little long shot pick for me yeah, this week Davis, Davis is Riley. well. He's got some experience. I believe he's got some experience here maybe in the US a couple US juniors. He got beat by Scotty Scheffler and his best friend Will Zell-Torres. He's been playing Fabulous golf lately. He, you gotta. What if you get a chance in the next couple of days? Google this Davis Riley and watch this action. It might be the prettiest move that I've oh, ever no. seen. Oh no, I know Davis Riley. I, oh, I've oh. been
0: watching him lately because he, is he kind of came family. onto the scene and, and kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, now he's been around he obviously, nowhere but,
1: to, nor- to 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 rake the people out of nowhere. But we everybody out here knows. You know, you you runner up in the U.S. Junior. And you play yeah, at Bama you, you, and you know at Bama. you're. You're highly, you're highly regarded. He is, um, you know, my best friend is caddy. My best friend who I'm staying with this week, Lance Bennett, is his caddy. And he is still, Davis is still battling the whole temper issues on the golf course when things don't get good and that's all really age isn't it putting yourself in a yep. position knowing how to react when things aren't going good because it's a corny saying but golf is not a game of perfect but at a young age you want everything to be to be perfect and it just unfortunately is never going to happen this game you're never going to hit have 18 <clears throat> perfect holes you might have 9 or 10 or 12 or 15 or something like that you know but he's a little sleeper long shot pick of, of mine yeah, he's he got is. the game he's a ball striker I believe Obviously, in the U.S. Open, you got to drive it good, but these are pretty generous fairways, like I was saying. But it's a—it seems to me it's a second-shot golf course as far as placement goes on the greens and stuff like and stuff like that. So, should be pretty exciting. So, what's like the key Zander to success this week? Do you think? Um, um, not making any big numbers. I, I, I think is the key to success, and it really comes down to putting, doesn't it? In most of these, it does. Most of these things, I mean, you know, patience with- and putting patience and putting you know i, I i'm not going to be you know i'm not going to be surprised i'm not going to be i'll be surprised if a mid-level mid-level player out what i would consider a mid-level player out here wins it you know what i mean like i said i i got that philosophy that these championships are designed for the elite players that can really that can really move it <clears throat> can really move it off the tee for sure so you know Patience and putting is a big thing. And, and you know, you, you got to be firing on all cylinders this week, Matt, right? You got to be firing on all fucking you cylinders. You do. And you got to get some day. bounces. Yeah. And you got to get some bounces. And a lot of luck goes into winning any golf tournament any week. A lot of luck. Things, when things are going good, you know, everything seems to fall in a perfect number, a perfect club. It's pretty easy there, there for a while, you know. But then all of a sudden, Sunday rolls around with about an hour and a half or two hours to go. And the, the cream usually seems to rise to the top in these. And these big time, these big time tournaments for sure. But it would be, <clears throat> I think we'll see a playoff. That's my my one prediction. I think we're going to see a playoff. What's I think a winning score? Back in. Um, uh, To me, I've been thinking about this for three days. Right. I, I walked it the first day and the two days, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the hardest golf course I've ever seen in my life. I, I'm the same genius that said that about so- about Southern Hills before Troy got there. I got there for two days, and I'm like, oh, my God, I hope we make this fucking cut. You know what I mean? This golf course is so hard, but then you get out there and you watch the best players in the world play, and you're like, oh, shit, I forgot. These are the best players in the world. But um, for the first two days, I thought it was going to probably be around even par, and now I'm going to say it's going to be five or six is what I'm going to say. I think it's going to be five or six. Five under. With- yeah, I think five or six under might get it. Then I could be way off. You know, it could be. I don't. I don't see. I think four, we're going to be 15 surprised 15. this week. Fifteen. You know, I, I was talking to my friend. Um. Uh, you know, I worked for Woo for two years, the real character, the real Korean character. And I was talking oh, to you as you know. It, yeah, yeah. Ooh, and uh, his, you know, his caddy is one of my best buddies, Brian out here, Mikey's buddy. You know, we've talked about Brian before. And uh, I was sitting there having a cup of coffee with Brian this morning. He goes, and, go, and I go, how's you know how's the kimchi doing i call him kimchi i go how's the kimchi going he Goes that fucking guy says 20 under is going to win out here and i go it is by fucking 20 you know and it's so funny i went by see we in the locker room today and i'm like fucking 20 under bro he goes oh maybe not 20 under, bro so i think it, i think it's going to be a handful If these greens you know if this wind starts blowing and these greens if maybe the usga has been known to lose these greens before you know it's shinnecock and stuff like that and some of their setups that was like pre-Jason Gore you know now Jason Gore is kind of the setup guy mm-hmm. you know he's taking that role here so you know he played umpteen years on the PGA Tour he gets it but if they start losing some greens and stuff like that you could see you should you're going to see some carnage out here for sure you're going to see guys out of position and and some carnage and and I think I think even these elite players like I said there's some holes there's three or four holes out here that are 350 to 375 where these guys you know, and those holes are, are, are much tighter than the 499, 510 holes or 520 holes. And you know, these guys are going to start rifling driver out there and that kind of stuff. And you could you could see some big numbers by the varsity, you know, for sure. So I'm going to say that's what I'm thinking. I watched yeah.
0: a little clip from uh, Teddy on yeah. uh, on Instagram. Teddy's been all over social media yeah, ever well, since he's
1: he. Oh,
0: now. Oh yeah, ever since he left uh, our good our good friend Jerry. Uh, he's been all over it and he actually did a shot and it's killing me because I'm trying to remember what hole it was but basically, was
1: was that him dropping the ball? In the yes, middle of the you, you
0: saw that, and all well, of a sudden it's in that slow. Teddy,
1: you don't even need it. Can I just talk shit about <laughs> Teddy, right now? Teddy? I love you with that, but I'm gonna talk shit. Everybody who walks that hole knows you. You don't hit a fucking part. You hit one fifty five front. You hit a 220, 230 off the team. It's a goddamn bird ramp. You look like Tony Hawk was going to drop <laughs> drop down on it. But that's Teddy being Teddy out there rolling yep. balls. You can just stand there and look and go. Everybody that fucking presses it down the hill, it's going fucking soup de jour. You know, but that's. That's what happens when we're a Caddy and you've got three green. you've been part of three green jackets for sure, and I saw speaking to Teddy I saw he played as an amateur last week in the corn fairy Tour event. They had that a t and t style. I didn't happen to see his scores because unfortunately they don't post those amateur leaderboards and nobody gives shit <laughs> anyways you know so but yeah there's there's some there's some serious movement on some of these fairways and something and, and that so that kind was of another
0: like name that. that came up by the way well what's that? but he's not in the top fifty Jerry. Who's that Bubba. Jerry.
1: Yeah, that name's been floating around for a while, but he's just he he he's, he's like a sore right resource now. right now. Yeah, he had that meniscus done and I don't think it went, you know, I don't know 100% for sure, but from what I've read and what I've heard, he's he's on this sh- he's on the shelf for a while. I heard the
0: rumors that that, that was the reason yeah. for the breakup, but I don't buy sure, it. Sure, but there's that demographic again, that 40 something who's not really relevant the last
1: couple of years. You know what I mean, going in for the cash grab. But that's and,
0: why I thought that this whole thing I just want to say this one more time that I just feel like it was poorly done, not only from the media, but by the PG tour, because they could have let these guys go off into the sunset. Yes, they have big names, but they're at the end of their career. And it would have given more opportunities to the guys that are playing week in and week out. And then they're missing how many tournaments. There's eight yeah. in total.
1: Well, I think the big thing with J2 was, well, you're not going to be able to go over there and take a spot and then come think that you can come back here and cherry pick when we have all these this young talent coming up because everybody's fucking replaceable out here at some point in their career, really, aren't they? So, And I'm not intelligent or educated enough to know the ins and outs of the business of the PGA Tour. But I, I can say one thing about Jay Monaghan. I mean, we dealt with... You know, he was probably a good businessman, but we dealt with Tim, Tim Fincham forever out here. And this fucking guy would walk by Caddy, and you'd say hi to him, and he would fucking look the other way. This Jay Monaghan will come You know, he's so personal. He looks you in the eye. He asks you how your week's going. Is there anything to improve? You know, and that's funneling downhill with all the rest of the brass. Andy Levinson, Andy Pastner, um, you know, and all the other brass and the reps that are out here with the PGA Tour. They're just more. Personable to to caddies, and it's a it's more of a family atmosphere. I mean, we're taken care of as caddies. We're taken care of so well now; is it's absolutely ridiculous. It's funny. I was telling the caddy, I'm like, man, I want to say I did my first U.S. Open in 2005 at Pinehurst, where you got a fucking sandwich and the <laughs> water cooler was empty in the caddy thing, and now we got spreads du jour everywhere. So you know, and I and I appreciate. Jay Monahan for that stuff because he's finally he's finally the one guy that new breath of fresh air. That's like, hey, these caddies work their asses off. You know, caddies talk about we're not employees for the PGH. or Well, sure they delegate us and they relegate us and and that kind of stuff or, or however I want to phrase that. You know, no, we don't have a retirement. That's something that we've been talking about for e- forever. You know, and I'm sure that there are. Special players that have caddies forever with relationships that they are making sure that this caddy is taken care of after 15 or 20 years, you know, financially because he was my guy and that kind of stuff. Well, of course, all of his caddies would like to see a little bit more of that, but that's a, you know, that's a, that's a whole nother topic that might, might come for for future caddies that, perhaps you know my son absolutely. included and that kind of stuff and all the all the young caddies because i've said it before the path is to becoming a pga tour caddy is not much different than becoming a pga tour player it's just a smaller level you do your time as i told you you know yeah. i drove through canada for two years us ams us juniors livermore city am whatever you can do to get experience and that kind of stuff so we're finally getting you know a little bit of respect and a little bit of recognized and in the, in the pga tour brass has gone out of their way to make us feel like family. And for that, I'm appreciative. And I know all, most of my colleagues are very appreciative of that too. So, you know, and amen to, to them on that. Like and I, I do said, want to easy. piggyback
0: on that yeah. because I, while I've given Jay a very hard time about the decision being made as to how to handle this, yeah, as a CEO of a company, you realize that when everybody says this is how we're doing it, you yeah. have to be the messenger of that. So it might not be entirely, Jay, that... but And I don't think he thinks he's doing anything wrong, by the way. Like, they made a decision with the brass and so forth that, hey, this is the direction we're going. We're going to draw a line in the sand. We're going to push these guys out. We're going to make a hard stance. And while that's been done, I wouldn't say that he hasn't done a bad job of being that messenger. I'm just... the, The way, the approach and so forth, and just from a PR perspective, I think that that yeah. went wrong. So I just want to clarify that I have nothing against yeah. Jay Monaghan as a person. I know you he don't. seems like a great yeah. guy. I know you and know. and when you look at guys like Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, a Rory McIlroy, who's Rory's a little bit older right at this point, but at yeah. the same time, it's like, you see these guys following his lead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and for sure. Absolutely. Rory he's, he's, has kind of become Rory's the spokesperson. Taking that role yeah. And embrace, and yeah. And he's great. And he's embraced that role and he's a He's a, he's a great He's just a great guy. You know what I mean? He's another one that's you no, know, he never got this, right? He never got that. You know, I'm afraid to say it, but I've worked for, you know, a couple of guys before. When they get there, they get like this and their shit doesn't stink and they're better than everybody else. And that goes with being a great player, I guess, and an ego and whatever that, you know, what whatever that all entails. I'll, I'll never know. But, you know, I think Rory's done a great job of speaking his mind and his loyalties and, and stuff like that. So, man, Jordan, we'll see. Like Jordan.
0: Jordan Speed yeah. I mean yeah. he hasn't really spoken out at all.
1: Well, now he's, he's got a great
0: he's got, yeah, a great he's got a great PR pro. team and everything. Yeah, he's well he's very pro
1: PGA tour
0: too. You know, I know but there hasn't been a headline
1: at yeah, all. It's all been JT and Rory. It. Yeah. Yeah, and I think JT, you know, and I think JT's saying all the right things, too, and he's he's like, hey, some of these guys are my friends and that kind of stuff, and and JT gets it, he's like, hey, they're human beings, they can make their own decision, and that kind of stuff, and he, and he respects that for him, is he bummed about it, you know, you know, I'm sure. He, oh, you know, JT he's a
0: looks depressed up there, yeah, he's he looks like, man, you know, I, I. I like DJ. <laughs> like, he, yeah, he's just I like, he gosh, why'd he have to go and do this? Yeah. Like you can tell that yeah. he's just hurt. Like, yeah. and, and Rory, I mean, thank God this actually happened because I feel like yeah. it lit a freaking firework under his ass. You know, and
1: it's, and it's funny. Like I said, the only thing that bends me, the only thing that bends me about this is these guys like Dustin and, and Perez and, you know these guys who swore their oath to the PGA Tour, and you're just like, "Hey, man, why, why don't you just fucking come out and say it? If they give me enough money, I'm fucking going." You know, I've been
0: working my Bobby, We see it all 20. the time, though. You see it with like yeah, college I, football coaches yeah. to where like. One yeah. week they're saying, I, they're I'm staying here, game. I'm right here, this is the place I'm going to be for the foreseeable yeah. future, blah, 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 and then yeah. literally yeah. the bowl game's over the next week, they're like, and, oh gosh, the, the Notre Dame coach, the Notre Dame yeah. coach who went down to LSU. Chip Kelly? Yeah, no, 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 Um. oh gosh, I can't think of his gosh darn name, I'm um, uh, Oh, this is gonna kill me. That's uh, Kelly Brian Kelly. Brian, oh, Kelly. Brian Kelly. Oh, Brian Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, sorry, he's like, I'm on Notre Dame. Literally the next week, yeah. right down to yeah. LSU. Crazy.
1: Crazy. It what is nuts, else is on man. your mind? What else? No, what else I've you want? No.
0: I, listen, you got Anything an else, early kiddie? tea time tomorrow. Yeah. I, you've been gracious with your time. Uh, sure. I, like, I mean, we basically hit the nail on the head when it came to live. We we had. Yeah. Our talking points that we wanted to discuss yeah. when it came to that, we didn't talk about it too much off air. Um, can I get, where, can
1: I can I do a little dish hit and run before oh, you we, before sure? we you, bail,
0: Bobby? You what know about
1: Perez, what about What about? I I don't know if you're gonna edit this or not. What about oh. Perez's wife's rant on Instagram? Did you happen to see wow. that? that was interesting.
0: So she commented <laughs> on our post announcing it on Instagram. Yeah. It was really nice. Like, and and we were like, Hey, like, we're so happy for you guys. Like, this is a great opportunity for you. Like, obviously there's a lot of money involved. Like this is going to solidify you guys moving forward. And that's awesome. And while we're happy about that, then all of a sudden, Oh, I see that. And I'm just like, Oh no, it was one of those. Like there's actually a audio, um, on Instagram that's, it's like, Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> and you just, oh, like, no. I'm just... I, I've I, seen I, that one. I'm watching yeah. it, and I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, I'm like, man. please don't go down this path. But yeah. here's the one issue, is yeah. I don't know if she was ready for all the, like... Backlash? Yeah, from Pat <laughs> saying yeah. that he was yeah. doing it and yeah. getting the money yeah. and everything. And yeah. who Golf Digest yeah. ran it today.
1: Ran what? Her... They Rants posted or?
0: her rant, right? Yeah, and I'm just sitting very good. Oh boy, yeah, like that—that's yes. not a good PR move. But listen, yeah, I mean, as yeah. Mikey's sister-in-law, um, yeah, I, I just want like yeah. I, I, I've said enough on it. But like, <laughs> yeah. man, that—that's a—that's yeah. a, a tough. Uh, that's that's a what tough that gets back to look. what
1: I'm telling you. But I'm telling you about some of these. You know, God, I'm I'm not gonna go there, but I'm winded down on my career out here, so I'm gonna go there. But these the, some of these wives, man, there it's 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 just unbelievable where you fucking just get the vibe that it's all about them and it's a big purse contact. And I, we see them, we make fun of them all the time out here. They're all wearing fucking Lululemon black stretch pants. I don't know how any other normal woman can buy any because I think they buy them all up. <laughs> they all look like they're broke out of the same mold. Um, have you noticed the trend on the Corn Fairy tour lately that these, some of these guys that have won the last two or three weeks, the wife can't fucking, the blast putt's not even fucking in the hole and they're on the green and now they got their dogs with them. Have you seen this? They got no. their dogs with them the last two or three weeks. Yeah, the Puppy dogs out there, you know. Hey, I love dogs. I love my turtles uh, at home. I, theory, uh, but, I got a gold you know, doodle named it,
0: Happy after Happy Gilmore, but I'm not bringing yeah, him out to the golf
1: course. It's but and it's funny, you don't see, you know, you don't see you don't see Jordan's wife out there wanting, you know, some of them just want to be seen and that kind of stuff, you know, and be relevant and be important. And I just opened up a can of worms with that. But, but did fucking you, somebody had to say it?
0: Did you see? Well, of course you saw, but back in the day when they did the tour wives edition in like Sports Illustrated and they took um, like a shot of the golfer husband with the wife and then they did the, the wife in the bikini um, and they went through amazing. like all the tour wives and did like this little series. I think it was Sports okay. Illustrated. I, okay. I'm i not 100% sure, but like Duffner's okay. wife at the time was in there. Yeah. You had Phil with Amy was in there. You yeah. had, I mean, there yeah. was... There was plenty. webs. I think Webb was in there. I'm not. Yeah, Dow. Maybe maybe
1: Dow. She's gorgeous, by the way. She is probably the. You know, there's. It's so funny. You see some of these wives out out here. You know, and you can see well you know we've already mentioned some names and that kind of stuff but the fucking botox and this and that as their success goes on they just like transform the where i'm like Was, is this a dude i'm looking at or is this the, the same guy's wife that i saw fucking three <laughs> years ago but the all the natural ones like <laughs> not this. but like dow simpson is absolutely stunning gorgeous you know doesn't have to wear any makeup or anything like that which unfortunately this day and age that's a whole nother topic not about golf but that's the way that, that women are going these days right well, when we we talking age. about
0: lifestyle. Early on, age grace- can
1: anybody age gracefully anymore? There's nothing more attractive than a, a middle-aged woman who, who walks around with a little bit of style, a little p- bit of pizzazz, and no plastic lips or or this injected or that injected. But I think that comes down to just sign of the times these Bobby, days. We now, live in the social on. media world. Man, I see ten and eleven. Years. My 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 middle son just turned. It was birthday week at my. It was birthday week um, at my. I lost you for a second. I'm back. Sorry about right. that. You're back. It was it was birthday week last week at my house. My nine year old and I'm watching ten and eleven year old girls walk down the street. And I'm like, is, is she wearing makeup? You know, is her, are her buns hanging out right now? And she's ten or eleven. And I'm like, oh my poor son. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. God, but that's a, it, that's it, a that's a whole another
0: topic. It's a weird world we're living in when yeah. it comes to social media and just like body image and like how yeah. women think they need to look at this point. But you're spot on with the tour wives. It's yeah. definitely not like, all of them. Not not all of them. No, no, no. Not no, no, no. All of them. There's a I'm select not group, and I know, and I know the group that you're talking about. But yes. it goes back to yeah. the lifestyle conversation to where it's like, yeah. hey, if you're a yeah. player on the PGA yeah. tour and your woman wants a great lifestyle, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a tough deal. Get, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: they're celebrities; they become celebrities, right? So, win in Rome, you got to, you know, win in Rome. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, I got to. And, and
0: some, fine. and some think that they're celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll end it.
1: And that's where we'll end it. <laughs> thanks, you. Well, for hey, having me, buddy. Thank, thank you so much for time. coming
0: on. Okay. Uh, thank you. I mean, you gave some great insights. I mean, we're looking at five, six hundred tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's,
1: we're, we're, let's. I want you to go tonight and go, okay, there's two things. I, I really need Troy Merritt to make this cut in advance to the weekend. And, and, uh, so oh, I'm throwing some money on him. <laughs> no jinxy cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Thanks for All having me. All right, you, Bobby.
0: Cheers, that. buddy. Take care, buddy. too. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Pole Hook Golf, the podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and go to www.polehookgolf.com for more information.